This Kentucky Derby prediction is edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, stacking the money green with my partner of picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. Right, we need that sound effect of that nice metal bell ringing as I walk <laughs> up to the window and place my bets. Oh no, wow! No two dollar chuck over here, Sean. I'm all growing up. Zeros in my bets today. Let's fucking go. Cram- love horse racing. <laughs> love the Kentucky Derby. Love that we have multiple guests to talk about it. Yes, we got a couple uh, different horse racing experts on here to talk the ponies. Kramer's got his uh, shades on, and it is uh, it's just going to be a great weekend. We got uh. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, and of course, golf, the Kentucky Derby, golf as well. What are we forgetting? Baseball. Yeah, baseball as well. Yeah, you can throw in some baseball. We have eight screens. We got to fill those things up with something. We didn't even plan that bit where we forget the USFL. Nice job, Sean. <laughs> oh yeah, Friday night <laughs> USFL action. All right. Make sure you check out uh, whatever you're getting down on this weekend. Make sure you head over to Win Bet with their uh, nice uh, bet fifty dollars win two hundred dollar promotion, where a fifty dollar bet qualifies you for up to two hundred dollars in free bets. You can also use the uh, f- head over to the Win Bet Casino if you're in a Win Bet Casino state. Hundred percent deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars, and of course the build your own bet. Great for uh, NBA playoffs and NHL hockey. So much to choose from. All you got to do is download the WinBet app or visit WYNNBet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Ryan, big day on the uh, track. Talking ponies, talking Kentucky Derby. We're gonna be talking fit athletes. That we're, that's what we're gonna be talking. Yes, exactly. Uh, joining us on the line, he is the uh, one of the hosts of the MLB Gambling Podcast, the Zed Run Gambling Podcast, longtime horse racing expert, longtime horse racing insider, our friend from across the pond, Mr. Malcolm Bamford. Malcolm, what's happening, man? Hello, lovely boys. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing great. We got to ask. You're rocking for those watching on YouTube. You're rocking a uh, looks to be a Chargers jersey. Is that is that Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen? What do you got on there? I'll give you one guess. You should know this, Sean. There's a Philadelphia Eagles link. Oh wow! Oh, a Eagles Jesus link, Christ. powder blue. A little bit of. Uh, a little bit of earlier trivia, number forty-three, I believe. Oh, Darren Sproles, let's go! Is the right answer? Yeah, yeah. it's a Darren Sproles. Shit. That's a real DJ jersey. Somebody that. That's a real DJ jersey. Now, are you are you a massive um, Darren Sproles fan, or are you just like the jersey? I have no idea how this shirt got into my life. Honestly, <laughs> no idea. But I've got it. I'm in my pajamas, is what I'm doing. Uh, so yeah, this is now my uh, Darren Sproles pajama top. But yeah, good spot. I didn't think. Uh, you notice I didn't put it on on purpose, but yeah, happy. No, accident. I like it. Uh, Darren Sproles has won me some money, and he, then looking for looking to bring that mojo to he, today. He so. knows we're football guys. So it's a wise move by Malcolm. And uh, speaking of no idea how he got in our lives, we are joined <laughs> by the Wolf of Oakland. He is the uh, co-host of Zed Run Gambling Podcast and the host of the Notorious OTV, our first ever horse racing lifestyle podcast. What's happening, Wolf? <laughs> Man, 
I, I'll tell you what, I, I, I'm kind of like the guy that just pops up at the funeral reception and then makes friends with everyone. That's how I got into <laughs> yeah. your lives. I'm that, I all did that sudden, kind of sidling in. Yeah. All of a sudden he's just a part of the squad. That's we need so it. mean. He's calling XFL Jim a funeral. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, we need, oh. we needed a, we needed a wolf in the organization. Oh. Also, I I'm, I'm setting this edict. Now <laughs> I never want to learn how you got the name wolf. Please never tell me. I, it's it's just way cooler that you're called the wolf, much like in um, you know in Pulp Fiction. If we figured out uh, uh, you know why that guy was named Wolf, and maybe we do, I don't remember. But I, I just like keeping it mysterious. So please never explain the nickname. To me. And I'm more bad. worried about the actor legend in in Pulp Fiction <laughs> yeah. that he pulls up in. Uh, <laughs> I'm re- I, I, shame on us for not having the uh, you sending the wolf sound drop <laughs> ready uh, to bring him on. But yeah, I, I mean, Sean, this is going to be excellent. Yeah, two guests means two people you can copy from today. Exactly. I, will you be, you're going to be live swapping your picks based on what these oh, guys I'm, I'm just riding them. Although we'll save it for the actual uh, derby race. There's one horse <laughs> that jumped off the page uh, for me that I'm hundred percent betting on name alone. We'll let you guys guess that later, but we're, we're going to talk uh, Kentucky Oaks day, which is on mm. Saturday as well. Kentucky Derby day obviously is uh, or sorry. So Oaks day is Friday. And then and, uh, AK tomorrow. It's a full weekend. Uh, and you drink Derby a lot of Day bourbon, is you know? Saturday, so a bunch of races. We're going to give you a bunch of picks for all these. Ryan, before we get into that, uh, why don't we talk about Sleeper? Okay. You know Sleeper because you play fantasy football on yep. Sleeper. Now they have a new uh, player prop over under game. Again, you guys know player props. I don't need to explain player pro player props. Uh, hit that sleeper app, click over on the over under, you can win between two X and 20 X, depending on how many players you put in that sweet, sweet parlay. When you first deposit an over under, make sure you use the promo code SGP hundred percent deposit match up to $100. That is the sleeper fantasy app promo code SGP. When you deposit hundred percent deposit match terms and conditions apply. See sleepers terms of use for details and uh, hop in our squad SG.pn slash squad all lowercase on the squad there. And uh, you can copy our picks, but more importantly, if you got some winners uh, tag me in the squad chat so I can start cashing in on these things. Uh, I'm looking for a three team NBA parlay. So or three team NBA player prop parlay. Can I, can I issue a warning to sleeper? I dare you to keep issuing six and a half to one on three teamers (laughs) when football season starts. I dare you. Bring that <laughs> shit my way. We'll we'll keep yes, talking sir. about sleeper for free. Oh yeah. You're giving out plus six fifty on NFL player prop parlays. Let's go. All right. Before we get to the uh, Oaks Day picks, let's just talk. I know uh, weather is expected to be a, a factor coming in, especially it looks like on uh, Friday. Wolf, what have you been hearing about the weather and how do how's that impacting your handicap? Yeah, I mean it's going to be just pouring rain uh, all day Friday as the last I've seen on the weather report. Um, I I'm here in Arkansas. Eventually this weather will make its way to Kentucky. It's pouring here. Uh, the way it changes it is you have to take what the track conditions might be into your handicap and you have to look at, you know, what they might do. Might They could seal the track and if they seal the track, then you might see horses that are on the front end of the pace that are out there leading just end up cruising home pretty easily. Uh, So a a lot of it is you just kind of have to wait and see what the track is doing that day. And a lot of it is just kind of trying to go off those, you know, preconceived notions of how tracks play. Now, now normally they don't move it to a dome. If if there's weather, (laughs) they don't cancel it. Right? No, I mean, the only you'll see maybe races getting taken off the turf surface, but when you get into these like graded stakes races that are happening on these days, those will still run on turf if they were scheduled for turf, but they might take the lesser ones off. Malcolm, uh, what about you? Is a sloppy track, is that, um, is that good for underdogs, better for the favorites or kind of depends on the horse? Normally I love what I call extremes of going. So if it's rattling hard, uh, if you get a, a horse with a high knee action on a rattling hard ground, like a motorway, love it equally. If it's bottomless ground um, and you get a horse with a nice round action, I love that as well. But that, no, on a quiet Tuesday afternoon, uh, you can pick through a really rubbish card at a little provincial track and find these things on extremes of going. When we're talking a Kentucky Derby or Oaksfield, it's tricky because a, there's not a huge sample size. I think the average um, number of runs per horse in this field is five. So you haven't got much to go off. They might have had maybe two runs as a two-year-old 
um, a couple of prep runs and then here they go. So you can't troll back through the form and look for form on a wet track. Um, the thing to do, I think, as Chase has already pointed out, is look at the earlier races, see how it's affected the running styles. Has everything uh, won off the front? In which case, you want something off the front. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's hard to to pinpoint a particular horse because there's not enough body of work to come off. Um, so, yeah, I do like an extreme of going, uh, but it, it's hard to establish on a big field because everybody's trying. That's the thing. On a day like Saturday, everybody's trying. On a Tuesday afternoon, you can find the one that wants the mud. Uh, that's going to be harder at the weekend. Uh, and you know, I, I just I heard a, a couple terms. I think yeah. we need to add to the glossary. But <laughs> there was a lot uh, rattling uh, hard already. <laughs> bo- uh, bottomless ground, it j- you know, just made me. Now, yeah, what is what is bottomless <laughs> ground? I assume it's just it feels like there's no bottom because it's super muddy and they keep it, pushing through. Bottomless ground is a staple of Irish horse racing. Honestly, <laughs> they they all need like swimming trunks and a set of armbands. They're just yeah, they're paddling through. Um, that is an amazing. Yielding. That's an amazing visual. I have these a, Irish horses uh, in their swimming trunks. So we're we're <laughs> I'm at a dude ranch in Colorado. All yep. right, and they, we've been hanging out with these horses all week, and the kids are super stoked because uh, the last day they get to take the horses swimming. And these horses, they wade into this, it's like mud. And then it turns into kind of this big pond. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, you just see a giant, uh, a giant horse turd floating through the water, (laughs) which none of the kids had even thought about the idea of like, oh, these horses might shit in this water. Anyway, heard the bottomless, uh, bottomless ground, heard the swim trunks, just had to tell my, so you have, you have like a dozen freaking out kids with just fucking shit floating around in the water. It's pretty yeah. Oh man. Uh, talk about a Saturday. For the younger audience, you you got to watch Caddyshack. There's a there's a nice uh, floating uh, <laughs> reference there. Uh, all right. Uh let's let's get to the uh Oaks Day um Friday. Uh Wolf, I know uh you you picked a couple of races you want to highlight starting with race 6. Also just walk us through what is what is Kentucky Oaks Day in relation to the Derby? Is this just like, sure. hey, a Friday warm-up race? Yeah, I mean, Saturday's the race for the rose, roses on on Friday. Or sorry, Saturday's the race for the roses on Friday. It's it's lilies for the Phillies. This is about the ladies. Uh, mm. the, the Oaks is going to be for is basically the Kentucky Derby equivalent for Phillies uh, for three year old Phillies. So these are going to be your top three year old Phillies in the country that have won a point system to get into the gate, just like the Kentucky Derby. Oh, okay. So I like hmm. this. So this is all chicks on ladies night ladies on night Friday at the, uh, at the track. Downs. Nice. All right. Kicking it off here. A, a, a couple of races you wanted to highlight race six. Uh, who do you like here? This is a really interesting race because you have a horse. She dares the devil. Number two, who is uh, just a very accomplished horse that has won breeders cup races that has won all sorts of graded stakes. It's also never run on a wet track before. Mm. It's also perfect at Churchill. It's going to take a ton of money and there are going to be opportunities. I think to beat this horse, uh, you know, on the wet track, I don't ever want to take a short price on a horse that's doing something for the first time. And so I'm looking at the number three uh, temper time that runs for uh, Dale Romans. Uh, this horse actually projects to be out close to the lead with she dares the devil. And what you'll see on these wet days is they seal a track, uh, to kind of keep it from getting, uh, essentially peanut buttery, uh, you know, and kind of, kind of cuppy where it kind of sucks their feet. Like when you step into deep mud and it'll take your shoe off. Yeah. So, so sorry. Uh, sorry. What do you mean by seal the track? Do they put like a, um, like a, like a tarp over it or it's more, they take the tractors and they kind of do like an intense rolling over it so that it's like, you know, they try to make it a little less porous and a little less open as wow. opposed to when they harrow the track was where they do the opposite. This is like, like when uh, Steve and Capper start talking, talking about, about grass. Bermuda grass. I like it sound, it. what I'm hearing is they're basically they're, they're packing it down. Is that? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm helping to translate. No, no, I, Sean, I, you know, we. I feel like we go deeper in uh, into horse racing every time. <laughs> no, we, pun we, intended. <laughs> in this bottomless ground. He's one of those guys who ah. will get penetration. So temper time. You're thinking because she dares the devil, massive favorite. Temper time coming in. Uh, and what do we expect temper time to close at for race six? Uh, I mean, right now sitting at twelve to one, seeing the off track performance previously, I would not be surprised if you maybe get halved in the odds down to six to one by the time you hit post. However, that's still a pretty good odds for a seven horse race. Now, what do you think about um, overall just horse racing uh, 
and, and feel free to chime in as well on this Malcolm. But what do you think about, you know, playing the futures on some of these horses to win versus, you know, playing the actual like closing Lock. the paramutual wagering option. Is there, is there value in taking the future on some of these where you think the lines are going to shift and lock that in? Uh, with- I- yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you can, if you can find a book that's got, you know, fixed odds uh, and you can go ahead and you can say to yourself, okay, I think the odds here are going to be cut in, cut in half and I'm seeing fixed odds. I, and I know the weather is going to happen. I know there's some sort of situation that's going to be that I'm going to jump on those fixed odds and try to try to catch that future bet. Yeah. And what about you, Malcolm? You've, you've given us some Kentucky Derby long shots. Do you think it is value? Like, you know, we're recording this on a Thursday. If you like a couple of the longer shots for the Derby, maybe you lock them in at a quote unquote futures price versus waiting to see what the paramutual number closes at. Absolutely. I love that. There's there's no better feeling than um, 10 minutes before a race and you've got 33 to one about the 10 to one shot. You feel like you've won already. Yeah. Uh, even if thing gets t- turned over, you've beat the system. It doesn't matter. You can keep my fiver. I've got the good price. Um, and the half the battle is get, getting a horse to the race. When we took Medina spirit last year, we took it six months out and it's, it's a, it's a victory just to get a horse to the race. If you've got a fancy price on it. Um, so yeah, don't look around with, huge amounts of money. But if you, like I say, you get that good feeling. Uh, if you can take a 33 or a 41 shot today, that might be 12 or 16 at the weekend. And then in this country, I've always got the option of laying that back on the betting exchanges. I don't think you have the betting exchanges yet. Um, so I could take, I can then lay that back at 10 to one and uh, what we call green everything up. That's money in the bank. That's uh, I'll, I'll, I'll win at 33 to one. I'll pay somebody else out the 10 to one. Uh, so yeah, that, it's a, it's a perfect little system. I love that kind of thing. Sean, we don't hedge here no. at the sports gambling <laughs> podcast network, but I can, I, can get, times. I can get into greening up, <laughs> greening up, greening everything up way cooler than <laughs> hedging is like, Oh, Hey, I'm, I'm worried about losing. Like, like you're working on your fucking garden. Great. Sean greening up. <laughs> I might have to, I might have to steal that Sean greening up green. All right. <laughs> Reading uh, up is what I used to do before I went to philosophy class in college oh, every day. Wow. <laughs> Hello, Chase. Yeah, Welcome to the company. Weed. Yeah, now I think we figured out how Chase is a part of the company. All right. Uh Wolf. Uh race seven. The uh Al uh Al Sheba stakes. Mm. Al Sheba. It's Al Sheba. No, it's okay. You're first. Okay. It's all right. No, it's no, all right. This, is, this is exact we, this is on brand right here. Expected to be very competitive according to the uh, sheet you worked up. Uh what are we looking at here in race seven for the uh Kentucky Oaks Day? I mean, the uh the Al Sheba, there's a bunch of names that if you follow horse racing, we're gonna pop out, like Max Player, Wayburn, uh, and then also uh, Olympiad, who's a nine to five favorite. There's one that I'm really interested in. It's a personal favorite of mine, but that's not swaying my pick. It's uh, a horse for Todd Pletcher named Happy Saver. Right now, seven two on the on the uh, morning line. And uh, there's a little angle I have called the Todd Pletcher Witness Protection uh, Program, <laughs> which is he'll take these horses and he'll put them on like extremely long layoffs. You won't see them for months. Keep them uh, off the radar. Yeah, Happy Saver hasn't run since November. Uh, this horse could come back and just absolutely fire off the witness protection angle. No, oh, yeah, you don't have to explain to us, Todd Pletcher. We get it. He's making yeah. trips to Germany. Oh, yeah. He understands the edge. And and where are we at with uh, Malcolm? Where are we at with our buddy uh, Bob Baffert? Is he just banned for life? Is I don't think he's he's not allowed to participate in this derby, right? No, he got he got banned from Kentucky. I think he is in the Todd Fletcher witness protection program. <laughs> yeah. Todd Thank sorted about with a little hideaway somewhere. <laughs> um, yeah, he got his man. There's a couple of his ex horses um, who've ex horses. Sounds like they're ex wives. <laughs> horses that used to be with him that are now being the connections of movement to our trainers. Uh, so, oh. and there's, there's a there's a horse in the same colours as well, the same ownership uh, as Medina Spirit. I can't think what it is off the top of my head. Chase will probably know uh, the the light blue with the white sash. Uh, that took us to victory last year. Uh, so the, yeah, Bob, there's a cloud, Bob Buffett shaped cloud, definitely hanging over Churchill Downs this weekend. It's gonna be weird not seeing that creepy guy there. I know. I, I gotta got be my, honest. Right. I gotta. I think I even got my Baffert. Yeah. Where glasses are your Baffert somewhere. glasses? In, in honor of. Please throw those on. Yeah. I, I need to. I get, don't know. I don't know how I forgot about these. <laughs> I bought these last year specifically to try and look like Bob Bafford. I have some of the white hair coming in, but other than that, I can't pull it off. But these you glasses got more are- of like a Walter soap check. Going 
<laughs> Definitely soap check, uh, maybe like fear and loathing vibes. It re- the Bob Baffert glasses. I spent a lot of time googling. Uh, very hard to pick up, but these are these are close. Someone second. who's having a good time behind those glasses. Now race eleven at the Kentucky uh, is the Kentucky Oats or Oaks. Sorry, and uh, this is by all accounts a very uh, traditionally chaotic race. Um, Cause bitches be tripping. Right? <laughs> well, you know, they're all, they're all, they're all drama Queens. Um, Malcolm, what's, what's your take on, uh, on the uh, Kentucky Oaks here? The Kentucky Oaks is a really interesting race. If the Kentucky Derby is a spin of a roulette wheel, the Kentucky Oaks is a hand of blackjack this weekend. Cause you do feel like you've got a bit of control over this. There's a mm. lot of variables going on in the, um, in the Derby. Uh, the Oaks is okay. There's four horses at the top. You could throw a blanket over them. Um, and you feel like you could, you could work this out. Uh, I think, um, Chase is nodding his head. I think he, this is the race you feel like you could work out. Um, yeah, there's four at the top of the market. Then there's a gap, and then there's a load of also runs. And pretty much, it, pay your money and take your choice out of all of those. There's a horse called Echo Zulu, which has won for us before. I think we picked it maybe at the Breeders' Cup meeting last year. Won at a short price. That's undefeated, uh, going off at seven to two. The favourite's a horse called Nest, um, which was great last time out, really improving. But the one I like is a horse called um, Kathleen O, a uh, horse that's going from strength to strength. Uh, and I think you really improve for a little, uh, she'll really improve for a little step up in trip, a little bit of extra distance here should play to Kathleen O's 40. Uh, so I fancy her. She's going off at round about four to one at the moment. Nice. And, a- and you should be able to, in America, find places to get future, like non peri mutual future style bets on this race. So uh, I, I don't know if you necessarily want to snag a favorite, but uh, the options are out there. Like it. Uh, what about you, uh, Wolf? What do you What do you got here for the Kentucky Oaks? Yeah, I, I'm actually looking pretty hard at the horse that uh, that Mal just mentioned. I, I love uh, Kathleen O, uh, and you know, there's going to be a speed duel that develops up front. Pace should just go just Chernobyl nuclear and fall apart for a horse like Kathleen O that wants to come from off the pace. Horse has never done anything wrong. Uh, this is the time of year I use something called thoroughgraphs, which is a Say you know it's kind of like the racing form. They have a different way of looking at things. Uh, really good to use when you have horses coming in from all sorts of different places. And that horse just pops on the third graphs. And then uh, for using in like the Oaks Derby double bet, uh, I'm another horse that I'm considering is the one Secret Oath. It comes from my neck of the woods, from Oaklawn, uh, where it actually tried to uh, uh, make it to the Kentucky Derby gate by running in the Arkansas Derby against the boys. She's back racing against Phillies for. Uh, the coach Dwayne Lucas, and uh, that's that's another one that's going to try to come from off the pace. Even if it's really speed favoring early, sometimes just good horses overcome bias, and that's kind of what I'm I'm counting on here. So Secret Oath, Kathleen O, that's what we like in the Kentucky Oaks. There, uh, what do what do we expect Secret Oath to close at? Secret Oath, I think, will take some money from six to one. I could see that coming down to maybe even the seven to mm. two, four to one range uh, because Echo Zulu is definitely a monster. So is Nest, and they're going to take the majority of that money. Those those savages uh, have made Kathleen O and Secret Oath a head to head matchup, <laughs> and I, I, I'm scrolling oh, around as, looking, a, as a prop bet. Oh yeah, all right. It's one of those weekends, Sean. We got matchups. It's, it feels a little bit like, like we're gonna. It's it's draft weekend. There's plenty of inventory of bets for these oh, horse yes. races. If you're looking at it from a head-to-head standpoint, uh, especially in that sloppy track, sometimes it can the water can really pool down at the race. If you look at where Secret Oath was drawn in the one hole, that's gonna be that's gonna be trouble as opposed mm. to maybe where Kathleen O can tip out and get a closing trip like up the middle of the track, not in that not splashing through the puddles. That explains why uh, minus one fifty, right wow, now versus Secret Oath. So it's big favorite. Wow. All right, Kramer. Let's uh, let's head over to the Derby Day itself. Before we get to that, let's talk about Trade Coffee. Kramer, you came into the office today and you were saying, uh-huh. "What was it? What oh, was the Jesus, name you're of uh, me on the spot? Yeah, now. what was the name of uh, the coffee uh, you're drinking that you were saying you really Gotham liked? Blend? Ooh, Gotham Blend right now. I ha- handcrafted, t- took it from uh, not bean but ground. I went for the ground option. Packed it in my reusable green 
I'm I'm recycling here. Reusable K cup. I, I sorry. I'm I'm not a fucking. I'm not one of these nerds with a <laughs> with one of these full blown machines that grind your your beans. And, oh, and that's me. All the I, way. I know you're a classy guy. I'm not. Got the cake. Reusable K cup. Smat. Been smashing the Gotham blend, Sean. Honestly, I feel like a wine. I'm turning into a wine drinker with coffee. <laughs> well, again, and I kind of like it. Whether you're whether you're an amateur coffee drinker or a seasoned pro like uh, Ryan, real coffee Kramer over here, uh, Trade Coffee is for you. They've delivered over five thousand or million bags of fresh coffee, over seven hundred fifty thousand positive reviews. That's right. And why wouldn't you love the experience? You get the whole beans. I love when they arrive just because the smell is intoxicating, super delicious. And uh, right now they're offering trade subscribers $30 off your first order plus free shipping. All you got to do is go to drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their coffee quiz at drinktrade.com slash SGP and let trade find you a coffee you love. Drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off. And don't forget, Mother's Day is coming. Coming up, a trade subscription mm. is the perfect gift for the coffee lover in your life. Or maybe, uh, maybe even you think about getting mom a little AG1. You know, maybe you have a mom that's really uh, health centered. Uh, why not get her some of those athletic greens? Oh, I love athletic greens. First thing I wake up in the morning, get my trade coffee, and then I hammer that AG1. 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Keeps me healthy, keeps me strong, better sleep quality and recovery. I've noticed it all. Over uh, 7,000 five star reviews from Athletic Greens. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Take it from me, Sean. Greening up green. <laughs> I like how I already uh, used I, that. I was really enjoying <laughs> Malcolm, which I only can assume was laughing hysterically during the read, looking at the close up of you wearing those glasses. I know, I do come well, off I'm as a nut wearing these. Someone, someone tuning in for the first time and Sean coming up on the screen looking like that and them thinking, fucking hell. What have I stumbled here? into? And the next thing it's you know, strong look. It's a very strong look. I'm starting to think this strong. Ca- strong look is the nice way of insulting someone. Wow, that is a strong look. And when you have a bad stand-up comedy set, it's the equivalent where someone goes, "Wow, that takes a lot of guts to go up there." I'm going to call this. This is this character's name is going to be called Gotham Blend. Ooh, oh yeah, very very Gothamy. Oh shit! All right, let's talk Derby. Starting with the race ten, the Churchill Downs Stakes, four-year-olds and up. Wolf, what do you, what are we what are we getting down on race ten here? Listen, we've got probably what is, in my opinion, the most sure winner on the card with the number three, Jackie's Warrior. I have been known to yell "Corn Dogs, Jackie!" after this horse gets home for the win. It's a uh, a, a just you know top-notch sprinter. It had a bad race in the uh, Breeders' Cup Sprint. Uh, in November, but it came back in great order in the count fleet at uh, Oakland. And this horse is also an off track specialist. Now is this horse going to be the chalk and absolutely slammed? You bet your sweet ass it is. However, the way to use it is to find value playing it either vertically in like exactas and trifectas or playing it horizontally using it as a single and like a daily double or a pick three with other long shots. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to key this horse, Jackie's warrior who should just get to the front has an amazing break and is going to leave all these horses behind. Uh, I'm going to key him on over some long shots, which the number two long range toddy, a horse that actually ran in the Kentucky Derby a couple of years ago. Uh, since they've cut it back to sprinting, it, it's not going to win, but it sure gets second a whole lot. Kind of like my Zed run horse. And uh, <laughs> then also uh, the seven mind control. Uh, another one, you've got uh, Johnny B, who's a Hall of Famer up for Todd Pletcher. That's another one I think could suck up into second and kind of, uh, you know, put Tiger Bomb on these uh, these vertical bets. Now, walk us through, because I'm, lo- I'm, already, love- I'm already 100% <laughs> in on horizontal and vertical bets. I don't really know what they are, but sure. I like it. And can you walk people through uh, yeah, horizontal I, and vertical I, I, bets? A horizontal bet is going to be any bet that, that spans more than one race. So it's going to be your daily double, your pick three, pick four. Uh, a vertical bet, that, that's uh, just a cute way of saying like the exotics or the gimmicks, the the single race bets that are like, the, you know, where you're betting into uh, multiple uh, places. So first and second, first, second, third, like a, a exact or a trifecta. 
So what, what he's saying, Sean, and I think what I'm hearing, what, what I, what I think I hear is we should take in a, in a trifecta, we not necessarily uh, boxing it because we think Jackie warrior, Jackie's warrior is going to run away with first. So we're going right. to build a trifecta where we're going to, mm. we're going to slot in Jackie's warrior in the one slot. And then we're going to put long range toddy and mind control box. in the second and third spot. So you would say, uh, uh, wh- how would you say that? Like one with two and yeah, three I, boxed basically. I would walk up to the window and say, I, I want a, you know, trifecta three with two, seven with two, seven. And that would, that would get that. Um, yeah, that's uh, the, you really, you don't dilute profit uh, whenever you actually build them out in this part wheel kind of way uh, or, or structuring them where you're keying one horse, as opposed to if I set a 50 cent trifecta for where, for that bet uh, and boxed it using those three horses, that's a $3 bet. Well, if I do the same, you know, do it my way, that's $1 and I've already saved myself, you know, quite a bit there. Yeah, exactly. Well, that I was going to say, explain to Sean that when you box it all the way, you're just yeah, making more you're, bets that are probably going to lose. So you, you don't just, want you don't want to you don't want those versions where Jackie's Warriors getting third because it's such a heavy favorite, right? Precisely. All right. So instead, you make two bets. Maybe you put a little bit. Maybe you put the same amount in total of what you would have boxed, but instead of making six bets, you're making two bets. So you're essentially three xing each bet. Love it. Maximum I'm, I'm EV. All on board. And by the way. Chase using buzzwords. I really, it's, it's tickling me both I know. above we're, and below. The we're table. learning some English slang and horse racing <laughs> slang in the same episode. It's always a good time. Race 11 uh, wolf old forester, bourbon turf, classic stakes. Uh, what do we, what do we got here? Any, any this sort is, of upsets? I, I kind of, so there are three Chad Brown horses in this race. Uh, if you're not aware, Chad Brown, uh, he's basically North American turf racing God. Uh, he takes all of the graded turf stakes normally. Uh, and he usually has a bunch of horses entered in each race. And this one, he's got three. And when you're racing in graded stakes races or stakes races in general, you can't couple entries. So like in a normal, like claiming race, if I had a horse, I had two horses that are owned by the same people, they'd be coupled together as like one and one a, and they're a single betting interest. You can't do that here. And so I expect these horses to be working together. He's got a uh, Who's going to be a rabbit for the other Chad Brown horses. And uh, I, I think it's actually, and now that means uh rabbit is like, he gets out to a fast start so that the horses chase him. And then he kind of is gives up or whatever. He's going to exa- hit the wall. Yeah. It, Exactly. He's trying to tire out the other horses to make a, make it easier for the horses that want to close to pass late. And so I, I think they're going to send this horse as a rabbit. Uh, there's a horse I don't expect to take the candy and it's the one Ivar uh, with, for uh Paulo Lobo with a uh, Joe Talamo smoking Joe Talamo up. And uh, I, I like that horse to kind of sit a little bit further back and uh, strike late, just kind of run its own race and let, you know, Trebuvin be a, a hood ornament out in front, just be purely ornamental running loose and uh you know Sean now now win. I I know I've, what I know what the answer is but I feel like Ryan may have been confused he shot me a look what do you mean by uh take the candy <laughs> that they they don't go with the the rabbit that oh, no okay. one tries to actually chase the rabbit and I, I've seen it happen where you know they just sit back and let that horse tire itself out and it doesn't even actually factor in the race it's like it's running its own completely separate race uh <laughs> i kind of so, like and, betting on that horse for some reason like yeah. just the idea that it gets off to a really fast start and then just doesn't know that it's supposed to hit the wall and has some crazy energy burst they get brave sometimes when they're all uh, alone running. I, I, uh, surprisingly, I knew what he was saying. I actually was laughing because in my mind, I thought that this would be a funny premise uh, for a bit. We have this is like a freestyle rap battle between Malcolm and Chase, and they're sp- <laughs> spitting all these hot, hot horse racing <laughs> slang. Like so, I I don't know, just just it's just something to throw out there. That was it. All right, so race eleven. <laughs> it- it feels like, um, yeah, a lot to unpack in race eleven. Maybe, maybe a stay away, or or, or do you have? What is Malcolm like? Maybe, he, yeah, maybe Malcolm. He can do you have any us. thoughts on race eleven? Uh, do you want the short answer because it's no. Uh, that's yeah, there, there, that, That's what Sean wanted to know. Yeah, yeah it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get okay, to I'm go with no then. Yeah, <laughs> let's get to what everyone <laughs> is here to hear about the Kentucky Derby itself. 
before we get to that, I want to shout out IPVanish.com. Look at these, look at these shades. They're hiding my eyes. You don't know what I'm looking at. The same thing can be said for IP Vanish. It's hiding your internet traffic. You don't need to let I, you know, ISPs, hackers, advertisers, you know, getting in your internet traffic. That's between you and the internet. Keep those hackers out. Keep your data safe and secure. IP Vanish is our official VPN. We use it all the time. 70% off their yearly plan and a 30 day money back guarantee. Best part is you can use it on unlimited devices. Won't slow your browsing down. So if you're watching some videos that uh, let's say you're watching videos where you don't want people knowing your browsing history and you still want to maintain 4k ultra high definition. Well, you got to get IP vanish. Just go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and claim your 70% off ipvanish.com slash S G P. Now we're talking about the Derby itself, Malcolm, big picture uh, on this Derby. Seems like there's a decent amount of hype. What do you, what do you think about the race overall coming in? Um, the race is absolutely wide open. I mean, it's always very competitive. Um, we talked about this three years running now. We've talked about how it's such a big field, and I feel quite comfortable handicapping this because we have fields like this every day of the week. Well, you never see a field this size in, in the US. It's normally maxed out with 14 or sometimes even 12. Um, so I think the important thing here is to handicap the race how you want to do it. There's no right way or wrong way, and you can't handicap it in five or six different ways. It would take forever, and you'd end up just as clueless as you were at the start. So if you're a speed figure man, um, if you're a pace man, use that, go with that edge. Um, the, as I mentioned earlier on the, there's a lot of horses without much form to their names here. Um, some of them have raced twice. There's uh, some of them have raced three, four average five times. So you haven't got a huge body of work to go on. Um, so do you want to use the breeding? Do you look at trainers who, you know, can get a horse ready? So you, you have to take the form on trust because you haven't seen the form. So, Todd Pletcher's a great example. Um, as the Wolf pointed out already, he can get one ready that's been off the track for uh, for for a few months. So there's loads of different ways of handicapping this race. Um, the track, the the weather that we've already touched upon, that throws in another another variable that we just don't know because they've kept these two year olds. They, they barely have ran a race on on the mud. These two year olds because they're very precious and they'll have been babying them in, be a little the two-year-old, just a little nursery year for them. So yeah, I think the important thing here was just to feel comfortable handicapping it. Um, and then you've given yourself a chance. You give yourself a chance of picking winners. Um, and yeah, I, I enjoy handicapping a field this size and unexposed horses is something that we have. I think we deal with a little bit more in this country. We had our first classic weekend last weekend. We had the 2000, 1000 guineas and there was a lot of unexposed three-year-olds in that. So you're used to looking for clues, um, how confident the connections are Have the connections supplemented the horse for the race fair financially. We've talked about that in the past. Um, yeah. So I've got, I've got quite a few angles in, uh, I'm sure the wolf's exactly the same, but yeah, it's a, it's a big, a big fun race to handle. S- stick to your guns, oh, Wolf. Do you have, to Malcolm's point, are you a, are you a speed graph man? Do you have a specific style of handicapping that you're, you're coming in, uh, looking to break this down? Oh, pace makes the race. That's that's my my mantra. Is pace makes the race. Uh, it this you have to consider that all these animals are interacting together, and the way that they interact is going to favor somebody more than it favors anybody else. And so I'm always looking for insane imbalances for, uh, is there way too much early pace? Are they going to go too fast early? Or are they going to go slow early? And it's going to, you know, it's going to favor one group of runners over the other, uh, whenever you look at it that way. Yeah. Sean, have you made a single yeah, Kentucky Derby? That hit home. Bet? I could tell by the nod. No, no, I'm right. just, yeah. I'm just trying to wrap, well, Sean, I'm wrap, what, wrap my head around what's all ha- these. Hey, let me pull back the curtain for the. If you're not watching, the, what, what's happening right now is Sean is crafting his bets, and so as as he's listening to the experts, li- he's he's. Uh, I'm he's- also looking at looking at firing away on some of these horses. Malcolm, uh, we'll kick things off with you. Any uh, where are you at with any fun long shots? Do we have a uh, you know country house 
or any sort of, you have a, on your picks article, you have a section called live outsiders <laughs> of these live outsiders with the odds starting at 20 to one for smile. Happy cyber knife at 25 to one crown pride, 25 to one tawny port, 40 to one summer is tomorrow at 67 to one. <laughs> any of these jump out at you as a, as a live dog. Well, I know the wolf likes Crown Pride, the Japanese one, so I'll, I'll leave that one to him. Yeah, smile happy. Um, if you go through form lines, again, that's another way of handicapping the, the oh. race. If you want to go on strict form lines, the form lines don't put him too far behind Zandon. Uh, and Zandon's going to go off the possibly the favourite, certainly the second favourite. Uh, Zandon is around about four, four and a half to one. Um, so the form line, um, smile happy's finished. Uh, in front of that horse, and he's four times the price. Um, I think it'll be nearer the front than the back, which is the place to be. Uh, and if that if that proves to be correct, uh, then he's going to be there at the end. There's no reason why he shouldn't shouldn't be there at the end. So yeah, two things: he's got a good good form line through the favourite, and also I think he's going to be in the right place. He's going to be. I don't want to be right at the front. I don't want to be too far out at the back. I want to kind of be the 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 second percentile there's a long word the second percentile of the field somewhere from just sitting in behind with a with a stalking run and smile happy ticks a lot of boxes for me there so yeah 20 to 1 i think you'll get a run for your money now now uh, wolf you you uh malcolm was saying you you may fancy uh crown pride at 25 to 1 the japanese uh horse coming over make a case for uh crown pride as a long shot here yeah i for one if you pay attention to any sort of horse racing news. They've been training this horse like crazy. He just turned in an absolutely smoking four furlong workout. Traditionally a good workout time, 12 seconds per furlong. He comes in at 46 seconds coming in off that blow up, you know, wow. blowout workout. Um, watching the replays of how he did uh, in Dubai for the UAE Derby, uh, this horse actually, I'm not concerned that it can handle the distance because it raced very wide. It didn't save any ground. So taking on the extra distance of the Kentucky Derby shouldn't be an issue. It also came from a little bit off the pace uh, where they weren't really going fast on the front end. So there, he didn't really have the setup, but he still had the ability to close and really power through the stretch. So I, I also, I really want to hold the ticket the first time a Japanese horse wins the, <laughs> yeah, the that Derby. would That's be, so it. that would be historic, right? A, a Japanese horse has never won. No, but if you look at how Japanese horses have been performing internationally, like uh, especially over in Saudi and Dubai, uh, they're starting to dominate. It's only a matter of time until it happens, and this just might be the one. Crown Pride to finish in the top three mm. is six to one as a future. <laughs> That's that is I think it's Sean, Sean mentioned earlier on about taking these anti-post prices today, taking these futures prices. I think if you want crowd pride, that's one I would lock in today. I've yeah. got the race horses um, in this company. The Japanese, if they think their horse is going to win, they'll get behind it and they'll just empty their pockets. They'll just go and throw their yen at the counter. Um, the Prix de l'Arc de Triomphe in Paris is a race that the Japanese often um, often target. Um, and yeah, and they're just going to throw the money blindly at it because why wouldn't you, you know? Uh, so that 25 to 1, if they think it's got a chance, that price won't last. That could that could go off at 16s, uh, maybe 14 to 1, I think, on Saturday. Now, now Malcolm, you had mentioned a couple of uh, Bob Baffert's exes, aka horses he used to have that he's that are getting run here, not by Baffert. Uh, number six, Messier, and number 12, uh, Taiba. Uh, what do you think of those horses, and do you like either of them? Um, yeah, I really like table. I'll deal with Messier first. Um, in fact, the, these two were pretty much intrinsically linked because they finished uh, quite close together um, last time out. Tabor beat Messier. Um, there's a possibility that Messier wasn't fully tuned up for that run and could take a big step forward. Tabor is the talking horse in this race. Um, Tabor's the one that's only had two starts and really could be anything. Now, I've heard people saying that he shouldn't have ran in the Florida Derby because it was at the it was Florida, not Santa Anita. Um, the, the horse wasn't experienced, experienced enough to, to tackle that field and also shouldn't be running in, in the Kentucky Derby. It's a, it's a rough race. Um, there's a lot going on. You've got to be around horses. Um, I disagree with that completely. It's a race horse. And I think this thing could be absolutely anything. I very, very nearly made it my pick. Tabor. Uh, there was one that just touched it off uh, when I came to making my selections. But yeah, Tabor, Tabor could go and win this by five lengths. Um, this could be another one where it 
after it's won, it looks obvious. We said that last year with Medina Spirit. After the race, you thought, "Oh shit, why didn't we back that?" Uh, <laughs> yes. This could be the this could be uh, this could be the story with Tabor. I think. No, no. So Tabor, you really like, but you said there's a horse you like slightly better. What is that horse, and and why do you think it can beat out Tabor? So the horse I'm going to put on top, uh, my winner is a horse called White Abario. Um, good looking grey, um, trained by Safi Joseph, who's not a household name um, in the state yet, but he was the leading trainer at Gulfstream Park, uh, their, their race meet this season. Um, and yeah, White Abario has been working really well. The track men have been talking about it. Um, he seems to have been laid out uh, for this race as well. Um, and he won what I think is the key piece of form here. Um, we talked about going through form lines. The Holy Bull Stakes um, looks like it's some of the best form on offer. Um, he's got a bit of a sprinting pedigree, so there's a little question mark there. Um, but if you can trust that he's going to get up, and he wasn't stopping in that Holy Bull Stakes. He ran through the line. Uh, I think he'd easily get another couple of furlongs. Um, he's a big price. Um, what price we got at the minute? Around about 12 to 1, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I've, yeah, I've got, I've, yeah, I've got twelve to one. I think that's a smashing price. Like, uh, who doesn't like a, a, a good looking grey? Everyone, everyone oh, likes yeah. a grey horse. I, I like that horse quite a bit. Also, I, I, there are probably four different horses in this that if I could get certain odds, that I'll probably end up putting a win bet on because it feels like that wide open of a derby. Also, with White Barrio, I love the trainer, uh, Safi Joseph Jr. He's from the islands. He's got like the college freshman who got really into Bob Marley accent. <laughs> like he kind of has this like uh cruise excursion guy who, you know, takes you on your snorkeling trip and then not so subtly suggests he knows where he can get Molly uh, for you kind of vibe to him. Like, uh, yeah, it, if his game travels from, from Florida to Kentucky, which sometimes is a little bit dicey that that could be a very live horse. So just to, to, to throw out. So, so if you were looking to bet futures crown pride, you can get it 33 to one right now. Smile, happy oh 16 to one uh, white, a barrio 10 to one uh, Messier eight to one. And, and what was the last one? The Baff, the Bafford X Tyba 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 is seven to one. So okay. clearly some of them they're projecting for the, the active price to come down to drop, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but crown pride again, based on what chase said, based on Malcolm's logic with the Japanese money, it seems like we should, as a, as a show invest it a little be bit physical, <laughs> fiscally irresponsible not to, not to buy a little uh, 33 to one. Now, now uh, Wolf talk me out of betting a horse uh, called Cyberknife because <laughs> I read Cyberknife and I'm like, God, this is this is the most badass thing I've ever heard. This is just Cyberknife. I never thought those two words would sound so awesome together, but uh, I mean, they, it won the You're Arkansas. Really leaning into the lifestyle that comes along with those sunglasses, by <laughs> yes, the way, exactly. with, with your cyber knife. Uh, uh, I, I mean, the horse isn't altogether without a chance. I mentioned those thoroughbreds. Uh, based on the thoroughbreds, the horse is competitive. If I look at just kind of average speed figures of what the horse has produced on its road to the Kentucky Derby, it's a little bit lower. So seeing that variance is uh, is pretty interesting. Uh, you know, I'm I'm an Oaklawn guy. I, I live close to to Oaklawn, but I wasn't altogether too impressed with how the Oaklawn preps uh, finished out. Um, I mean. It is a Gunrunner uh, horse, you know, sired by Gunrunner, and those horses have been absolutely just taking the racing, you know, by storm uh, with their those uh, foals. So, I listen at, at twenty to one morning line. Would I only expect to go up based on the heat that other horses are getting? I'm not going to talk you off a cyber knife. All right. I'll talk you out of using a cyber knife to, to end an <laughs> argument, but yeah, go for it. A cyber knife it is. All right, Ryan. I no, think that's it's a lot. We use lockers, no knives, <laughs> just lockers. I think it's uh, I think it's time to lock things up. Okay. I'm going. Oh, Jesus, I have I'm so just, much. I'm not going to go. Uh, me, all right, all right. Hold on. I, okay, so you have to think about the past too. Like think think about like to me when Malcolm says what he said about both uh Taba is it Taba yeah what? and then white a barrio I feel like those are in my in my situation I also really like what Chase said about the Japanese horse yeah so I think for me give me uh I'm just gonna ride with their stuff crown pride <laughs> white a barrio and cyberknife all the win okay and then a wait cyberknife was that was yours yeah that one don't, was mine. don't crowbar that in as theirs <laughs> no no sorry to be clear I'm leaving yourself use it I'm 
I am the guy on Cyberknife. I, there's going to be like tons of Cyberknife clips going viral once Cyberknife slices through the competition. Oh wow, look at that! Uh, and then you got to do a try box a Crown Pride, Taiba, and White Abario. That feels really fun. And then uh, yeah, so those three horses to win, mm. and them in a try box, and then a small sprinkle on Cyberknife. That's my official card. Kramer, what are you doing? I, I like everything you said. I'd I'd also sprinkle a little bit. What do we think the smile happy price is gonna do? Uh the future is sixteen to one. Do we play it paramutual or do we buy it early, Malcolm? I've I can find twenty to one. So I think if you shop around, you, just, um, you should be able to find a bit of twenties, maybe. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think I think that'll hold. Yeah. I don't think there'll be too much money for it because there's there's a few other talking horses. Uh, that will attract the attention. So I think that price will hold. But if you can find some twenties, I wouldn't put you off that, Ryan. Talking horses, love that. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, I don't know. I guess like just stay tuned because I'll, I'm sure I'll put in uh, some superfectas. I, I don't know. I, ever since I discovered the the ten cent option for the superfecta <laughs> boxing, it's things are getting out of control. It, it is a one dollar minimum for uh, for a Kentucky Derby race for the superfecta. Ooh, that is a no. massive pool that pays that oh. that can be like a life changing score if you hit the superfecta on Derby Day. All right. Um, note to self: yeah. fire uh, lots and, of bullets at superfecta. Yeah, and also pool. put me down for twenty different superfectas uh, that I'll be hammering away. So, Malcolm, what are your what do you, honey? I gotta go to work. <laughs> what's your what's your final card? People are looking at uh, for the Derby. Okay, well, I'm gonna bet a couple uh, the very English way. I would I'd be taking each way. So, win play show on White Aborio at twelves, and the same on Tabor at what price have we got Tabor? Round about seven to one. Um, so yeah, not fancy prices. Uh, White Aborio is a nice double figure price. Um, I'd be putting then my trifectas and superfecta uh, for my exotics. I'd be putting Smile Happy in there mm. third. And the favorite, who we haven't even touched on, uh, that's how much we don't care about convention. Uh, the favorite epicenter, the plus 450. Uh, I'll put that in uh, as a four horse. So White Aborio, Tabor, Smile Happy, and epicenter. Any combination of those is good. But yeah, White Aborio uh, for the headlines. Like it. All oh, right. And a- then uh, Wolf, uh, what do you got for your uh, for your final card here? Yeah, I, I'm going to go with just a straight up win bet on Crown Pride, and then instead of kind of reading you how I've got these exactas and trifecta structured because it sounds like a credit card number, there are so many. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a three horse box for the exacta, which is going to be the one Mo Donegal, uh, the seven Crown Pride, and the fifteen White Barrio, and then uh, I'm going to do a four horse uh, trifecta box. I'm going to use those, and then I'm going to include the three epicenter. Love it! Oh, oh wait, man, hold on, hold on. <laughs> so much action. Okay, wow. so wait, let, hold on. We we just let's repeat because I, I got Malcolm's try. What's the what's that trifecta again? We have epicenter, uh, uh, ep- epicenter with the one Mo Donegal, there the uh, seven Crown Pride, and the fifteen White Abario. Those How? four horses in the yes. trifecta box. Yes. Man, I love it. This is we gave out so many bets, <laughs> me so much I'm, action. Let me see how much money I'm spending. Oh my god! All right, and uh, awesome it's, having. It's now l- we have two horse racing guys, Ryan. I love it. I'm I am I am putting more money on the Derby than I did uh, for my future on the New Jersey Generals. So <laughs> we we are hanging, we're having a weekend. We're having a weekend. Now, obviously, make sure you follow Malcolm on Twitter at mal underscore b underscore sport. Check him out on the Zed Run uh, Gambling oh, Podcast, yeah. the MLB Gambling Podcast as well. He's got some picks up over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And make sure you follow the Wolf at of Oaklawn on Twitter. Check out his new horse racing uh, pod, the Notorious OTB. Check him out also on the Zed Run. Gambling podcast. Thank you I mean, for participating in the sports gambling podcast. There's literally an episode diving into the Kentucky Derby, Kentucky Oak. I mean, it's almost like we have a network of podcasts here to service you. Hell yeah! You download, being the audience, download the app. Can't miss all this awesome content for the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean Greening Up Green, and he is Ryan. Happy Derby Day, Sean Kramer. Let it ride.